it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a Matt Fitzpatrick had to wait until I was off of him to win the U.S. Open. Uh, he, he knew it was that kind of season for me, so he just waited until I didn't bet him for him to win. So good for him. Yeah, he uh, – I don't know. What are you going to do? He, he wasn't really a bettable number uh, going into the week, but – I mean, he deserved it, man. 17 out of 18 greens yesterday. That's pretty fucked. He was great. I was, you know, it was one of the few times where I, I was obviously mad we didn't win, but going into it, like I didn't expect to feel happy for him when he won. But after he won, I was kind of happy for him, watching him celebrate and watching, um, you know, his brother and his mom. And, uh, you know, I, I think it was it was a good thing. It was, it was good to see. I, I was never on board with saying that he couldn't win i've been coming here week after week all year long saying i think that narrative is overplayed and that he can that he's capable of winning and he showed that he was uh, and I, I i never thought he couldn't win and i think i said on the show i i think he can win but the 25 were just beat down to fucking hell and i saw someone's comment on one on my post saying 25 was a good nut was a gift or something which is bullshit i mean in a major field the u.s open field 25 to 1 was not a gift how can you say it's a gift when everything leading up to him finally winning, he he just, as soon as he got on top of the leaderboard, he just dropped. And even yesterday, he got on top of the leaderboard, then he missed, he three-putted, or he missed two, four or five footers on 10 and 11. Yeah, he just, I think he's just so good off the tee that, and we talked about all these narratives going in there and all the storylines and all the, it just shows that sometimes narratives can be true. And like, part of the reason we were almost avoiding him was because, oh, there's the USAM narrative and, you know, he won that. So he likes, likes the course. I think people were like, you know, almost trying to avoid that narrative. Um, but it turned out to be true. The only thing I do regret, and because I talked, I texted at you about this a bunch of times throughout the course of the year, like Fitch US open. And it was like 40 at the time. That's what I regret not betting. Um, 25, I was never getting there. So that is what it is. Oh, no, week of, we couldn't have bet. There's no way you can bet fits week of. I mean, good on the people that did. I saw some 30s out there, but really wasn't that many winners on fits. Um, I I, I but he, de- he definitely deserved it, man. He was the best player. He was. He was the best player. And Scott, I mean, I, I was happy to see it, especially because I didn't want to see Scotty win again. And um, I really thought Rom had a chance, had a great chance going into it. Um, Again, he was just great off the tee. And then Sunday, like his irons weren't good enough to make up for anything else. And he, I was a little surprised and definitely disappointed by the way he played on Sunday. Oh, that was embarrassing Sunday. Embarrassing. Oh my God. So I was there Saturday. Um, We followed Rom from the, what did we follow? Oh, eight when he was uh, behind the tree. I didn't see what was happening. We were on the green. I'm like, where the fuck is Rom? And, uh, he ended up getting it up and in for par, right? On eight that day. Yeah. And then I followed him from nine, uh, nine on. And like, I just loved his demeanor. He was like, he just had a nice bounce with him. He could, you could tell he was extremely confident. Uh, nothing was bothering him. He wasn't really like engaging with the fans or anything. He would just tell he was in the zone and he was drilling putts and drilling fairways. And it's just like Sunday's a completely different guy. Than what I saw Saturday. Do you think that double on 18 changed his mindset? Man, I'm still waiting for that ball to come down. We scrambled so hard to get after Rom hit his tee shot to get to like the uh, towards the green on 18. And it was so dark there that I uh, like we couldn't see the balls coming in. Um, And he swung the first shot, and I'm just looking at the green waiting for the ball to come down. (laughs) I'm like, where the fuck's the ball? Same for the second. Street. Same for the second shot. Like I couldn't. I didn't know it went in the bunker, <laughs> and I didn't I had no idea it was plugged. And I'm like, oh my god, it was right after. Like we were like front row, um, on the first birdie on 17, which uh, was great. And it's just, I, I don't know that I, I still didn't. Even after he doubled, I still thought he was going to win. I did too. I was really confident he was going to win. Uh, it's funny when I when I was texting you and he's he like, where'd his ball go when he was hitting? And I was like, he left it in the bunker. And then I was <laughs> I couldn't like, believe it. Other bunker plugged. Oh my God. So yeah. I don't, I don't know if that affected him mentally or I don't know, just completely changed the momentum, but I didn't think it was all that devastating. Cause like 
you know, that's going to happen in the U.S. Open. But yeah, and then, a bad hole in the U.S. Open. Everybody does. And then beginning on Sunday, he like had a nice little up and down on one. Um, I don't know. Maybe put pressure on himself looking at the leaderboard, seeing Scotty Birdie four out of the first five, four to the first six. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but he just didn't have it, especially with the irons. Didn't have it. Hasn't really had it all year. Yeah, the irons is what was bad. Um, I mean, him and Rory were all basically were basically putting, right? Yeah, I mean, more even more so Rory. And hitting on that point, I, this is what I said all week last week was it seemed everything points to Rory. It seems like this is the time he's going to win. It's very hard to th- picture a scenario where he's not either in contention or winning. But every time in the past going into these majors, we thought the same thing, and he ends up doing the same thing. So as hard as it is to avoid it, you just got to forget he exists, and eventually he'll work his way out of the tournament. Yeah. Um, dude, the Boston crowd was pulling for Rory so bad. It was it was actually great for us on Saturday because we were following Rom and Rory was the group ahead of him. So we tried to we'd scurry around to uh, the green uh, for Rom's approach. And as soon as Rory would miss a putt, all the Rory fans would leave and we'd get front row center watching Rom's putts. It was great. <laughs> were you surprised at how much the fans loved Rory and no one really cared about Rom or really anybody else? I wasn't that surprised. I was expecting that. I just feel like the whole world. Well, it's the, you got the Irish thing, but then I feel like everybody's just pulling for Rory right now because of the live stuff and shit. And he's kind of like, I know Rom had some great comments and JT did too, but like Rory's like the leader of the PGA. Um, and everybody's just pulling for him. Yeah. It, it, it does seem like that. Um, so. But yeah, Rory's just a, just a sad, sad soul, man, when it comes to these majors. He's like Masters, well Masters never had a chance to win. I don't care what he did on that Sunday. Like the, too little, too late. And these these last two, he he just comes out firing first round. Even in the second round this this week, he was one back going into Saturday. I mean, it's just like it's like he's like allergic to winning these things. Oh, he certainly is. So a lot of people were saying like I commented all his finishes and like this is different this year. This time he's going to win. Yeah, I'm sure they said that, you know, when he was 7-1 to one in the Masters in 2018 or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, before we get to the number one player in the world, what about Zalatoris? I mean, he just keeps putting these out there. He's impressive. I, I think he's he's great. He's a uh, great player. And someone asked if they asked me if, they, if I thought that this would have, like, a negative impact on him because he's been so close so many times. But I don't think so at all because he hasn't choked at all. He hasn't played poorly. All these major Sundays, he's actually played really well and put himself in a good position. Like he didn't, he's not really missing shorties. They missed one on, I think, 15 or 16 at, at the PGA, but like overall, he's playing very well on those Sundays. So I think it's just a matter of time for him. Okay. You, you? still you still take Neiman over him? Um, overall career, yeah, I will. And he's ahead of him right now, I, th- I think. It's, it's debatable. Who's ahead of who? I think Neiman's slightly ahead of him just because oh, he has a big win. No fucking way. No fucking way. <laughs> You're crazy, dude. Right now? Yeah. I can I see th- the long-term Neiman being ahead of him, but right now, not a fucking chance. I think... Every fucking major, he's there. Yeah, but I think you got to put a win over coming close at majors. I just think a bit, and that's, it's not a shitty win. It's a big win. He has multiple. He has a shitty win, and he has a big win, and uh, a big field like that. I think that just winning matters, and... um Salatoris hasn't won. It's, I'm not saying he's much better, but I, and I, I I understand the debate the other way. But yeah, I just these majors are different than a regular. Even the Genesis is still different. Oh, definitely. I don't know. Different. I think it's really. I think it's really close. But um, and then Scotty Scheffler, man, he's he's incredible. Yeah, he's good. He is good. He just, he just knows like he does it at every golf course, every any type of golf course too. Like, look at the golf courses he's won at this year. They're all different. You know, he's like the opposite of Hovland. His golf IQ is just so high. Yeah. He doesn't make, he doesn't do dumb shit. Like, I don't think he's the most, like, he's obviously very talented, but I don't think he's the most talented player on tour by any means. He just kind of knows how to work every course and makes the right decisions, plays to the right side of the, you know, and he's obviously very talented too, but he just doesn't make stupid mistakes. And drills putts. And he drills putts. Um, it's weird. It's like Scheffler is what Rom should be right now. Yeah, it's what he was. 
It's what he was besides the winning part last year. Yeah, besides the U.S. Open. Yeah. Like, Rom didn't have, like, multiple wins. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was That's... so ready. To, I'm, 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 I'm going to full disclosure here. I was so ready to come on here today and say, Rom's the best player in the world. Dude, I was too. I was turning into a Rom guy Saturday <laughs> until 18. I was, like, following him on. And I was just like, this guy's the fucking best. He's doing everything I want out of the number one player in the world on a Saturday in a major. He's taking it by the taking the bull by the horn, and and then boom, eighteen happens. I'm still looking for the ball to come out of the air. <laughs> he's gonna win, I think, four or five U.S. Opens in his career. Yeah, he's just off the tee. It's just too too good. He's just built for U.S. Open. I mean, even like this week is like he doesn't have his best stuff, but he just is built for U.S. Open. Hits it long and straight. Buries eight to ten foot par putts. Usually this. You know, this year, not as much as usual, but I think long-term, that's just who he is. So, got to keep going back to him in, in U.S. Opens. Yeah. Some other thoughts. Um, I mean, they watered the fucking greens in between rounds on Friday. What the fuck? That was weird. Very weird. I saw some people saying it was because uh, they wanted Rory, JT, or Spieth to win. <laughs> probably, probably did. But that was that. Was the, even some of the players, like Lowry was complaining about it. Like, that was bullshit. Yeah, it gave one side a complete advantage. It had nothing to do with the weather. It was pretty much all just that. <laughs> it's crazy. And then uh, DJ. I thought he was all right. He was I good. I, I would go back to that bet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have no problems with that bet whatsoever. I'd bet it every single time. 45, 45 to 1, and he was good Thursday. Friday, he was really good. He just couldn't make a putt. Friday, he was everything was ten feet, and he yeah, was he on had, the bad side of the draw too. Yeah, ended up being the bad side of the draw. He had like yeah, everything was between eight and fifteen feet, and he just missed every single putt. But his ball striking was good. He finished what twenty fourth. Yeah, perfectly fine. I mean, for a guy that said was unplayable and unbettable, I thought it was he was pretty he was fine. And yeah, he um, was paired with Decky on uh, Sunday, so they both were plus two, and Decky just went crazy. Uh, to finish, I don't know, fourth or something. And DJ was kind of just level. Yeah, I thought he was good. I, I, I'm If I get a 40 at St. Andrews, I'll go right back to it. Yep. And then uh, U.S. Open app, man. They got to do something about that thing. Jesus Christ. It's so bad. It's so fucking bad. It was like, it's a major. You got to figure that out. It's a, you know, there's a way to bring fans, younger fans, younger generation. The technology has to be up to par and it just completely wasn't. Well, I do like their new CEO. I feel like he's uh, he listens. He was saying something about how the sa- he heard that the Saturday coverage was horrific, and he was going to start talking to his partners about NBC and about making sure we see more things. So, I do think we could see some improvements here. Um, and then, lastly, I mean, just being on site, that course is amazing, man. Like the back nine, especially like every single hole is like completely different. You get something different on every hole. The fairways are. The fairways were rock hard. We, like, we would cro- cross e- each fairway to get to the next hole, and like I was feeling them a little bit. They are rock hard. And then it, and if you don't hit the fairway, you're just fucked. Mm-hmm. Unless you spray it way deep like Fitz did on 15. He got lucky there. But that course was like they need to go back there once every 10 years, I think. that was That's a great course. Were you disappointed with how many guys were under par at the end of it? No, how many were under par? Like eight? Yeah. I I don't know. I was hoping for like more like winged foot when you had like basically one guy under par. Um, I, I didn't like the fact that Sunday played them a shot and a half easier than the rest of the days. Yeah. So Saturday was like really cold and really windy. I don't even think the, t- the, the coverage did it justice. It was so windy. Uh, and then Sunday, I thought we were going to get the same and it was going to be colder, but the wind just died down. And the rain didn't help uh, Saturday night. It yeah, made it were, soft. There were nine guys under par, two guys at even. Yeah, I mean, that's typical. I, I felt like if it didn't rain Saturday night, we probably would have had like six guys on five or six guys under par. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, it was it was good. Uh, we said the winning score minus five. Is that what it was? Six. Okay. So very close. Yeah. So, yeah, the course played exactly how I expected it to play. Um, the type of guys, I think, were exactly who we thought they kind of would be. Uh, 
so yeah, overall it was good. I'm glad. I'm happy for Fitz. You know, sometimes you see those guys like like him who struggle for a win. The first one ends up being a big one. So yeah. good for him. On to Travelers. Yep. Another one in our backyard almost. Yep, another one we hit last year. We were in attendance last year. Um, Cromwell, Connecticut. So last year we had the um, the huge playoff between English and Kramer Hickok. We were on English at 40 to 1. Uh, I loved that bet going into it. Um, that that was one of the you know the craziest events that, that I've ever seen on Sunday, just sweating a playoff for eight holes. I mean, it was crazy. Um, TPC River Highlands is a 6,841-yard par 70, so it's definitely pretty short. Been a, on tour forever, 39 years. Uh, home of the only 58 in tour history. Old man uh, Furyk, that old uh, man. top senior would have cashed this week too. Yeah, it would have. I think uh, one of our listeners took it and said thanks to you. I don't know if you saw it. No, I didn't miss that. All right, buddy. 16 through 18 is a tough little finishing stretch. All those holes are historically average above par, so it's always a good finish. Um, we actually we hit this two years in a row, right? We hit DJ two years ago at 28 to 1, and we hit English last year at 40 to 1. Yep. I hit Knox way back when he won it. Um, yep. And field is, uh, field is l- pretty loaded this year, more so than I can ever remember. It's, I mean, it's getting better in each year. It seems like the players really like this, this spot. And, uh, but this year, I mean, more so than ever, I'm, I imagine, you know, Jay is probably telling them to all to play with all this live stuff going on and, um, field is going to be good. Yeah. It helps that the U S open was in Boston too. It's a hour and a half ride. But yeah, I think I've heard they treat the players fantastic at uh, at TPC, and uh, they treat the caddies fantastic as well. So I think that brings a lot of people. Uh, the Travelers does a great job with this event, and I think that brings a lot of people. Uh, guys are starting to recognize it and bring a lot of guys into this event. But yeah, Jay's probably uh, out there, I'm really, sure. uh, really pushing all his guys. Yeah, and that of course he has, that he has left. <laughs> yeah, all the guys he has left. Um, course is a, it's just a cool course we went last year um it was a great time the layout is nice i the one thing that's interesting about this course i think is like there's no specific skill set that wins like that wins here anybody can win um it just depends who plays the best that week like you can be a bomber and win we saw that with dj you can be a shorter kind of plotter type of guy like you see with Knox and the reeves of the world but um so because of that, what do you actually kind of look for in terms of the type of player you want to target with so many different skill sets having success? Um, I mean, we're looking at Pete Dye's success. Obviously, that's probably the biggest factor, right? Yeah. In course history. I mean, this is your, this is one of the four or five courses on tour that's Pete Dye. Um, you got to hit fairways, and a lot of these shots are a wedge shot, so it's not, not your typical uh, – Six seven iron. You're looking at eight nine wedge um, from fairways. You got to hit fairways around the green, um, and then you get that like bent poa, like northeast poa putting. Um, yeah, which I think is big. I don't think approach is like the biggest factor here. No, it isn't a huge factor. I mean, obviously you want it to be good, but um, greens are small. The guys who are winning um, don't seem to gain a million on approach. Yep. Um, I'm going to share this real quick. Looking at kind of uh, the modeling here that I have, I just wanted to share the um, Pete Dye list and also the uh, course history list. So starting with course history, um, Hoffman's up there, but then you have the Harmon, Steele, Leishman, Day, Rory, Chez, Cantlay. Keegan, Streelman. I mean, those 10, you see those guys all the fucking time at this event. Um, and you see, see them always at Pete Dye courses. Yeah, all, and they're all Pete Dye guys too. So this is kind of the bottom, just looking at some guys who definitely aren't great here. You see like Wise hasn't really been very good here. Um, and then the Pete Dye guys, Cantlay, number one, Siwoo, number yeah. two, Harmon, Sungjae, HV3, Keegan, Zalatoris, who withdrew, uh, JT Webb, Cam Davis. So, you know, similar shocked, guys. Shocked by Cam Davis there. I can't, I'm shocked he's grading. Just typical. Yeah, I just picture him being a bomber. 
Yeah, or me I consider too. Consider him a bomber. So, but he's played well at these courses, and I think, you know, it's very interesting to see. You see a lot of crossover guys who have played Travelers well, and guys who have played Pete Dye course as well, because, like, there's nothing really that difficult about the course. It's just like the layout and the setup and the pin locations, and it's just it's not easy to go out there and make a million birdies, you know, unless you're Jim Furyk that one year. But, um, it's kind of surprising you don't see winners like 20 under here. That's usually like 13, 15 under. Yeah. Sometimes even worse. Yeah, the front nine can be tough. Um, after like this, I think it's like four through eight. One of them has a par five, but the par five is not the easiest par five. Four through eight, I think, are very difficult holes. Um, and then there's a stretch on the back that can be difficult. You get the drivable par four fifteenth, which it's actually one of the better drivable par fours because you have the water on the left, an elevated green, um, and you can't you can't really bail right. Because you got OB up there, uh, big side hill. Um, it's just—it's a really, really cool par four. Um, I think I... everything around that lake's great too. You got the—you get the par three next, and then you have seventeen, which you, you kind of have to lay up on. You can't use driver. It's basically a iron off the tee. Um, I think the par fives are the uh, cumul- cumulatively are the most difficult par fives on on tour if you add them all up together. There's uh, two or three. Two. Two, yeah. So I think the other one was 13, 12 or 13. 12 to 13 um, has the lake in front of it. Yeah, so they're not easy par fives. No. And you uh, get out of bounds left and right. I think, didn't DJ hit it on the tracks or something that year he won? Yeah, the f- railroad tracks. Yeah. Was that 16 or 15? No, that was that was the par five I'm talking about. It's on the... Uh, 13. 13. Um yeah, so you got out of bounds left, you got out of bounds right, and then you got you get a water right in front of the green, and the green is very difficult. Yep, that it, I think um, one reason why you don't see bombers completely dominate or play well at this course is uh, one because those two you can't just go out and get, make four birdies on the four par fives. Like there's two par fives, yeah, and they're and they're kind of difficult. So it's just kind of who can play those short irons the best and wedges and all that. So I love uh, the travelers. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year. This I love this course. I completely forgot we hit it back-to-back years until now. So two in a row, going for three in a row here at Travelers. Yeah, love this event. Very good event. So, um, you know, because of all this, the reasons we talked about why the field is good and we we should get some value on this board here. Um, the top of the, you know, all the big guns are here. They are, except the ones that aren't allowed. Yeah, except the ones that aren't allowed. Hey, that rat made that move, that rat answer. Yeah, and see if you guys fucking love him now. Now he's taking that blood money. <laughs> so we won't get too much into the live here, but we're gonna see some names leave leave the tour this this week. Not on their own, uh, not because they want to leave the tour, but because Jay won't back down. Wave the white flag, Jay. Yep. All right, you want to get into the odds? Yeah. All right, bet three six five. We got uh, Rory nine to one. Every week with Rory now, huh? He's just there. Scotty ten to one, JT eleven to one, Cantlay fourteen to one, Xander sixteen to one, and Sam Burns eighteen to one. Those are the six guys under twenty. Okay, um, I guess to start kind of with that Rory JT shuffler. I mean, those are the three that kind of grouped together. Those are the three the three best players in the field. Um, what's their motivation like this week, and what is it? Not only what's their motivation, what are they? What's it like after a grueling four day U.S. Open? You know, with all the pressure that comes with it. This isn't Harris English or Trez Reeve who backdoored a T5 and had no pressure all week. Like these guys, it was grueling. The the whole preparation, the interview process, the live shit, like it's emotionally draining. So what do you think about those guys? Their motivation is to defend Jay. That's Big. their only motivation this week. Yeah. I mean, do they really care that much about that? Rory, Rory does. does. Yeah. JT does. We saw it at Canadian, right? I don't yeah. know if Scotty really gives a fuck. But the Canadian, I think, was different. One, it was during the same week. It was the first one, and these guys were still prepping for U.S. Open, and a lot of those guys care about those national championships, or whatever you want to call them, those national opens, you know, the Canadian Open, the Mexican Open. Rory seems to care about that. So I do think... No, I'm just trying to give you an answer to what, 
why do they care about winning this week? That's the that'd be the only reason I I think. I don't. Other than that, I just feel like I don't know. Is is there much motivation? No, I mean they they obviously could be fine, but I feel like in terms of an event, those big guys are going to win. This isn't one of them. This is one of those weeks where. I'm not saying none of the guys because there's one that we both really like who's, you know, pretty far up the board. But Rory, JT, Scheffler, like this isn't the one I feel like they're all that motivated to win. This isn't one of the ones when you pay up for those guys. Like Rory at Canadian, I thought was a great was a good bet even at ten to one. But like this one, doesn't mean they can't win. But I just don't think there's any value whatsoever on trying to go for one of those guys because their skill set is very neutralized here. Um, you know, I think it's anybody can win. It's like I, I just think it's a week to maybe try to get better value. I agree. hundred percent. Out of the three, who do you like the best? I don't love, I mean, Roy's just playing so well and he seems like a man on a mission. Um, JT, I think is still coming down off the PJ win. I didn't really love him last week and he wasn't great. I know a lot of people did. I didn't really think he was going to play well at all. Um, but I do think this course sets up for him a little better than the other two, but, I, and then Scheffler's playing great, I'm, but I'm going to go, uh, if any of the three, I'd go with Rory. Yeah. I just, I, I just think JT and Scotty are really good with wedges. I feel like they could, I know Rory's been better, but I just feel like, you know, when Scotty has like 80 yards, he just know it's going to be within five feet. No yeah. matter what he's kind of in that JT JT category now for me. And when, and when DJ won, he was kind of a lot like that too. Yeah. When he was in his prime at 125, he always had it. Uh, but it is a letdown. I mean, you come in second at the U.S. Open. I mean, it's definitely a big, uh, big letdown. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go with those guys. Even if I was playing DK or something, I would still start my lineup below all those three guys and just go to the next range here. Uh, Can't lay X and Burns, all very interesting plays here. And the guy I love is Cantley. I texted this to you yesterday. I said, Cantley Travelers, just because I think it sets up great for him. Um, I like him on courses that are somewhat shorter uh, because he's, you know, he, he really, when he tries to get too far out there, he, he gets into trouble with his driving accuracy. I think shorter courses, he's better. Uh, he shot a 60 here as an amateur. I mean, he's, he's obviously has some good course success. His course history is good. It's not great. It's good. He's finishes between like he finishes in the top twenty every time he's played, but he hasn't finished in the top ten. It's in between like ten and tenth and twentieth each time. Um, 15, I was in 15, 15, 11, 13 last four years. Yeah, so top same, fifteen every time. Top fifteen every time. So he's consistent here. Um, but I think he's kind of starting to play well again. He was playing well before. Kind of didn't play well at the PGA, but U.S. Open. I thought he was good. He finished very strong on Sunday. Had a really nice day. Uh, Gained a shot and a half on both approach and on off the tee. So I think, I don't know, of all the guys up here, I like him by far the best. They got fucked on that tee shot on five. Yeah. Got plugged. You see that? Yeah. Yeah. He could have easily shot a 67. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. His ball could have easily done what Fitz's ball did. It was like literally like two feet to the right. Yep. Um, Yeah. I was hoping for like an 18 on him. Me too. Are you going to get something better? I would imagine that it's better than what sixteen. Is that what you're saying? Three six five is fourteen. I, I want at least a sixteen. I I need a sixteen to bet it. Cause he this is the type he's putting starting to come. You got to drill putts here, and he's he's capable of drilling fucking putts. Spike week. I just of- think he fits he fits that mold of like the English. He's like the better version of all these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, you Definitely. know, he's. I don't want to use the word uh, homosexual, but he's kind of like the better, ver- <laughs> the better version of that, you know? <laughs> he's the top tier of, yeah, yeah. Of, that, of that group. He, um, but like you said about English, he's a better version of English. Like, what does English do well? I don't know. Like, nothing that great. Just he's like good at everything. And that's like, and then gets hot with the putters. Like, can't like, he's like just nothing he does is incredibly elite on its own. It's just everything together. And then like you get to hot putter. So yeah, all those guys are like that. Um, some of the guys who, a lot of the guys who have won here. Um, so yeah, he just, this, the souped up version of all those guys. And I think 
the skill set is just best for him here. Um, you said you, you think Burns and X are interesting too? Um, X more than Burns, but yeah, I mean, X is playing amazing. He's playing really well. Not amazing, but he's playing really well over the last, like, since since Cantlay carried his ass at the Zurich, X has been one of the hottest golfers on tour, I feel like, at least statistically. He's been good. Look at um, his stats. They're just great. I mean, I'm not obviously if I was to choose X or Cantley, I'd choose Cantley. I think Cantley just Cantley the Pete Dye thing, and I feel like he plays a lot of a lot of the courses. Bubba plays really well. Mm-hmm. Like the Zurich, Bubba's won the Zurich down in New Orleans. Cantley just won that. Uh, Genesis Cantley almost won that a couple times. Bubba's won that three times. Plays he plays this course well, he plays the Masters well. That's what Bubba plays. I just I just picture Cantlay. I Cantlay's gonna win a Travelers at some point. Yeah, TPC Louisiana, like you said, that's Pete Dye. Um, he's played, but he's the best Pete Dye player in the field. So he's just the yeah. best course fit of all the top guys. I really, I, at least, just give me a sixteen that I can bet and, and I can be able to stomach that. Yeah. Burns is only interesting because I don't know he makes birdies and he's a, he's a good wedge player and he just um, fucking wins when he gets a chance. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. I wouldn't never bet on Burns here to win for the fourth time this season. So. So yeah, Cantley is the guy. I just we gotta find the right number, and I don't know. I don't know if we get it. We'll see. I guess. Yeah. So, uh, ne- next range you get Spieth at 22, uh, Jocko at 28. Follow around Jocko for a little bit until his implosion. Yeah, he wasn't very good. Uh-huh. And Finau, 30. Spieth's won this before. Yes, but despite winning it, he hasn't really done He's been dick every other time. I know he sucked at golf, but. Yeah, but course fit-wise, it does seem like a good fit for him. You think? I mean, it requires you to do a bunch of different shit, and he's kind of like creative yeah. and he's a little. Yeah, that's true. Good around the green, and um, that being said, I don't, I don't necessarily love him this week. But why is he like the worst putter on tour? I don't know. These things are just golf's a fucking weird game. I mean, look he at all hit these it other... well last week. He did hit it well, uh, but it's just it's so unpredictable. I mean, like look at MLB, look at. NBA, it's like these. Th- you you know what these guys are gonna do on a week to week basis. Golf is just so different. Like, Spieth, the best putter in the world, basically forever, and all of a sudden he sucks at putting, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. So I have no fucking clue why he sucks at putting. Like he's not just like bad for Spieth, bad. He's like the worst putter on tour, <laughs> <laughs> statistically. But to answer my own question, it's just we see these guys who like his ball striking was so bad for so long. They spend so much time trying to fix that that they don't spend, they don't work on what they already do well. So the same thing with Ricky. He said when he started putting it poorly. Um, and there's a couple other examples too. Bryson, yeah, Bryson, there was another one too. I mean, it happened to. Yeah, I wouldn't say JT. JT. I would say Rom this year. I mean, yeah. He said he's working a lot on his iron play, and then his putting kind of went away. Yeah, but now his putting's coming back, and his iron play is going to shit. It's just so hard to get everything going at the right time. That's why golf is hard, and that's why yeah. you don't see these guys dominate for long stretches. Only guy who has it going, everything going for such a long time is Tiger. And, you know, Shuffler's kind of doing a little bit of that now, too. He has, he's pretty much got it all going on. Yeah. So, uh, Spieth, after the Masters, he won the Heritage. That's right. He Pete did. Dye. Pete Dye. Yeah, it's Pete. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you're the Spieth guy, so so I'm sure you. you I'm not going to bet the Spieth guy. I can't do it. But uh, I don't know. You, you like him? I don't know. Kind of, this reminds me of fucking last week. Like, if I came on here and started saying Fitz is going to win, how much shit would I have gotten? <laughs> if I just keep betting him every week. I don't particularly like Spieth this week. I don't know. I don't know. No. I can see I'm not going to bet him, no. I like him if I had to rank all the guys up here. I like him second best, though. I, I'm not going to bet him, no. Okay. You know a Neiman? No. Not, okay. not, not, not a Neiman place. I like Finau. 
Um, just because I just I just feel like he's in one of those grooves right now. I know he missed the cut, but he uh, he's just been playing great golf over the last like six weeks, and he's gonna win something. I feel like or he's gonna contend in. I know there's not that many events left, but he's gonna contend in something. Um, I'm not sure I can bet Finau if I'm gonna bet Cantlay. If I bet Cantlay, I'm out on Finau because I'm betting this next guy in the 30 range. Um, I don't know. He's just fourth, second, second. And those are three results in his last six events. So, I mean, there's something going on. Yeah, he's playing really well. And I, I like you, I'm not too concerned about the miscut. But in in general, I just he doesn't feel like a traveler's guy to me. I know DJ didn't either, and he's kind of a similar skill set to DJ. But I'm just going to go for the guys who I think are traveler's guys. Okay. So let's discuss the next guy that I think you're going to bet with me. I am. Yeah, you give it to me. Sanjay, 35 to 1. 35? Is that what it is there? You got Sanjay at 35, Keegan at 35, and Brooks at 40. Yeah, I, I like Sanjay a lot. Uh, Pete Dye guy. Um, this course, I mean, short. I know it's not par. Is it par 71 or 70? I think it's a par 70. Um, yeah, par yeah. 70. Yeah, short par 70. That's Sanjay M. Coming mm-hmm. off a missed cut where everybody was on him. Everybody bet him at like 60 to 1 weeks ago. Just just ruined everybody this past week. And uh, he missed the cut on the number. I feel like this just fits into what he does well. It does. It does. Uh, I like I like him a lot too. I think, like you said, course fit wise, it's pretty good. Um, how have Asians been in general at this place here? Um, remember we were on Satoshi last year. Yeah, that was awesome. Falling was he the first round leader. Yeah, he was up there. One of them. Was, yeah, yeah, that was good. He sucked after that, but that was good. Um, oh, yeah. So we were there on Friday and Thursday. He was great. So how have Asians done here? Huh. Go ahead. Give me your thoughts. I'll look into that. I don't know. I feel like it's not a great Asian spot, but um... <laughs> I'll text some Connecticut friends to find out if Asians excel in uh, the state of Connecticut. Uh, they excel at Mohegan Sun. Yeah, they do. It's right there, baby. True. Smoking cigs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's good, but yeah, course fit wise, I do like him. I do like him. I like the fact that he was kind of the popular guy, let everybody down. And then this week, I think it's just a much better course fit for him. Um, I never thought he was a U.S. Open player, and I would I didn't really get the love on him last week as much as everybody else did. And I saw, I saw a sixty-six. I I understand it was a kind of a bet the number scenario with considering how he was playing, and he's had good major finishes. But in terms of U.S. Open, I don't think Sanjay is just a complete U.S. Open guy. No, I agree with that completely. This week wouldn't, seems like a lot better. I wouldn't say he's a grinder, right? No, no. Um, but he's playing well, and he's kind of due for another win. He's, you know, I think um, he's kind of in a groove now. He missed the cut uh, on the number, so that's great. Gets to go home and kind of rest and not go home, but rest for the rest of the week and come over here. I, I like he's it. Probably, he's probably gambling. Oh, he probably is. Uh, yeah, 35. What's not to like? Yeah, I think I think it'll be good. I mean, I, you sound like you're on the fence. No, I'm definitely going to bet it. I, I like. I think it's a good value considering the way he's playing. But I'm just picturing a guy winning the Travelers. He just doesn't seem like the other guys who have won here. Yeah, I mean, you want me? You want me to say it again? He's not. Doesn't fit that mold. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fit the mold. <laughs> yeah, stat wise, though, I mean, Heritage two point nine on approach. Schwab 2.5, Morial 3.7, putting. We can get hot, hot and cold with the putter. He has those spike putting weeks. Um, he's going to give you a chance because he's going to be in the fairway 80% of the time. I wonder how his proximity is from these wedge ranges. Uh, I can tell you. Yeah, well, you look at that. I'm just thinking for him. Um, he does fit the mold in a way, in the way that these guys who win don't do anything like incredibly well, just kind of solid across the board. I can see if he wins, he can gain four in approach, 2.3 around the green, five putting and two, two and a half off the tee, you know? 
Yeah. 125 to 150 is at the range we're looking at. Yeah. Memorial 4.1, Schwab 7, RBC Heritage 2.1. So he's good. He's been good the last three weeks. I don't know what he did at the US Open, but um, you get a, in the 100 to 125 range. He hasn't been as good. Um, Heritage, though, he was 3.6. So similar uh, type of course. Yeah, similar type of course. Heritage 3.6, 2.1 from 125 to 150, 4.5 from 150 to 175. I'm going to look at long-term last 50 here. Um, from 100 to 125, uh, 56th in the field. Not great, not, ba- uh, not bad. Um, 75 to 100, he's 19. So he, he is pretty good, I guess, with a wedge. Not you know incredibly good, but I think he's... Um, He's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it. I'm going to go with him. Um, I just like it off the miscut. He burned everybody last week. Um, and I don't think he was particularly that bad. I mean, plus four after the two first two rounds, I could have easily made the cut. Yeah, definitely could have easily made the cut. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a good place to bet. I mean, if you're looking at Cantlay and then him, that's a good place to start the card and then you know, I guess get a little further down. Anything on Keegan or Brooks? Brooks has good history here. Um, I don't know. We were on Brooks last year. Um, and Where are we? Yep. He was like 40 to 1 or 35 to 1. He came in fifth. Yeah, and he came in fifth. And he was he had um, that hot Sunday. Yep. So I do like him here in general. Um, he's played good at a lot of courses. DJ's played well at too. Yeah, but he just sucks right now. He does. Anything on Keegan? I mean, I like Keegan. Um, I remember watching. I'm vividly watching the final round. I can. I can even remember particular shots that he he and Chez were hitting when yeah. Chez won. Uh, for some reason, that Sunday round sticks sticks with me. Um, and I'm so I remember watching that a lot and thinking, you know, he had a good chance to win, and he did. Uh you're paying a big time tax on him. That's the problem. Coming yeah, coming off hot, hot week last week, and the fact that he's from the area and he plays the course well, and he's going to be you know the home crowd guy. You're paying a big time tax. I, I don't feel like paying a tax on him, but could be could be good. I think I would have gone there like fifty five sixty. Absolutely, I was thinking about it all uh, last week. If he didn't play well, maybe we get that like. Even 50, I might even bite on, but 35, I'm just nowhere close to that. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, 45 plus. We got Wise, 45, Riley, 45, Tommy, 50, Seamus Power, 55, Mito, 55, Harmon, 55. Good range here. I think there's a lot of good bets in this range. All right, so you start with the two guys that are uh, hot, Wise and Riley. Any, anything on them? Wise is good, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, I believe you. I believe you. I know I've, I haven't been a huge wise guy, but I, I agree that he's um, it's hard to argue with what he's been doing lately. He's just playing really, really good golf. Uh, he hasn't been good here. No, I don't like him this week either, but he's uh, he's, been pl- he's been playing well. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like a place you're going to ball strike your way to a win. Yeah, um, but well, that'd be the case for Wise and Riley. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm out on. I'm not a Riley guy. I'm. I'm out on him. Uh, but yeah, so I'm out on both of them. Okay. Your boy Tommy. I like him. I just don't know what his ceiling is. I mean, but do you just say you believe in the skill set, like with a guy like Fitz, and you think you just keep going there with it, hope that he can eventually do it? And you, I, I don't. I don't think he's incapable, but he just has been incapable to this point. Yeah, I don't know if I can bet Tommy. No, I can't. I can't bet him. I do like. I think you play well. He was horrible last week. Yeah, I think he could play. I, you missed he a said, lot of four, four or five footers, right? He was horrible putting. He was. I think uh, he was pretty good. Otherwise, putting was horrible. But he yeah. killed me. He killed my fucking DraftKings lineups. Just was just was horrible. Um, but yeah, I can see him playing well. Probably not capable of winning. I guess I don't. I don't think. I mean, if you're gonna bet him to win somewhere, it's probably gonna be fucking Honda API or I don't know yeah, Valspar. Florida. 
Yeah. So no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with no, but I do do really like it. He's and he's 12th in my model. He's doing all the he's all these things really well. 18th in approach, 25th par four scoring, 11th Pete die, 18th at this course. He's you know he's playing well, so I I think he's probably gonna play pretty good. Okay, but you're not gonna bet him. That's fair. No. Um, I like Seamus Power a lot. Sneaky played well last week. And no one was really talking about it. He finished 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, where did he rank in that Pete Dye model? He's got to be up there. Pete Dye. Um, Pete Dye, he is. Regardless, short par 70 is where I like him. Um, look, just look at the country club. Short par 70. Finished 12th. PGA. Finished ninth. Surprise there, but it was par 70, a little longer. Um, he's played well here. He's played well at Pebble, Amex, Sony, um, RSM. These are all his top finishes. Where did he win? Barbasol. Is that a par 70? I'm not sure. I don't know. No. Bigger course. But um, I don't know. I just feel like he's he fits the mold here. And at 60 to one, we're getting a great number for a guy who just played really well at the U S open. I agree. I like him a lot. Uh, and he's 29th in the, um, Pete die, but that doesn't include the Zurich, which he played really well at and the match play, which he was, went to the final eight. Great. So in the final two, eight or final. Yeah. Final eight. Yeah. Final eight. And he, um, so the, you know, I think he lost to either Scotty or, Who'd Scotty play in the finals? He lost to oh, Kiz. He lost to Kiz, I think. Yeah, did he? Yeah. So, and he was yeah. So he was great. Um. So he he was great there. Austin Country Club and Zurich. Look at two guys. You know, look at who else plays both Zurich and Austin Country Club. Well, Bubba. Bubba. Bubba's won here twice, three times. Three times here. So, so I think that that makes sense. Um. Likes the pizza. I likes these two courses. So, um, I, I think in the way he played last week, I don't know what he did stat wise. I kind of want to take a look at that actually. Um, but yeah, like I like him a lot. He would definitely fit the mold. Stat wise for the event, Seamus, uh, 1.2 on approach, 1.4, 1.5 on putting. Is this per round? No, this is total. Okay. For on data golf? Yep. Are you sure it's total? Yeah, for the event. That's that's per round. Oh, okay. You got to multiply it. Well, there you go. It's even better than I'm saying. So it's like again, like four, four, five on approach. Oh, that's per round. Okay, yeah, I'm not used to uh, data golf. Sorry, but that's the yeah. only place with stats. Yep. Um, there you go. So four point eight on approach. Yeah, when we like him. Yeah, I love him. I think he's great. I think didn't let me he hits fairways, of... right? That, that's his thing. I'm not. I've, I've never been a huge power guy, but approach is usually really good. Um, he does hit fairways. Uh, he, I was gonna say, do do many non-Americans win this event? But I know Knox won the event. I mean, he's similar profile to Knox, Ireland, Scotland, right? Yeah, he basically is Knox. Leishman's won it. Yep. Um. Chaz, he can't be American, is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is, but I, I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I just got a real good feel on Seamus Power this week. I do too. I'm sure so, we're not going to be alone on it, but I, I definitely want to bet it. We haven't seen that 60 yet. I really want it. I'll settle for a 50. Yep, same. Uh, anything on Mito? No, oh. I'm not. I don't like me. No, no. Okay. Um, Harmon, great course history. Played well for three days last week. Harmon could be good. I, I like Harmon. 60, I think, is a very fair number you're getting on him if you get a 60. And, I, you know, I, I only remember this now because I just posted that clip of us talking about Harris English last year. But so Harmon was 30 to 1 last year. Nuts. And now he's 60. I know the field is better. 
and I know his string of form was much better last year, but still, it's some still seems like value when you're getting double the price, and he's the same guy, and he's going to the same course. Um, yeah, and he's starting to show a little bit of form, right? Yeah, I mean, U.S. Open, he's good. I just don't like. Does he win? Been a while. When when did he win? I don't know. He's I think he's won something, but it's he won the Wells Fargo in twenty seventeen. That was his last win. Yeah, been a while. So I'm not huge on the fact that he could actually win. He won the John Deere in fourteen. Yeah. That's it. So I don't know if I don't consider him really a winner and a guy like I think it's but I can see him finishing in fourth, like second. Yeah. Same. Um, he's a guy who does win that I'm I've, stats won't love him, but uh, Mark Leishman, 66 to one. Love Mark. I've been love texting him. you. I've been texting you since Friday or Saturday. Saw a lot of Leishman on uh, Saturday when I was there. He played well. He was playing with Neiman. Yep. Um, bet him against Mac Hughes on Sunday. And he played well again Sunday. He finished 12th, I think, at the U.S. Open. Um, he's obviously won this event before. He was third here last year. And I can just picture this. Mark's just going to – he gets hot with the putter. And that's what I'm looking for here. Um, he's he's a winner. And I'm, I, I've been thinking about him since Saturday to bet him. So I'm going to be on him at 66. Anything gained, over 50, actually. He gained four and a half on approach. Yeah, he was good. Um, off the tee, not great, but that's, that's okay. Yeah, two years. You can get away with it here for the most part, I think. Um, putting gained, you know, three and a half. So yeah, he was just kind of solid across the board. He's another guy like, like I think in the in the recent in the winners here. I mean, he, he's won here, so. But he's a guy who just like when he wins, he's not going to gain nine strokes on approach, and you don't have to here. He's not going to gain. 12 strokes ball striking just gonna find do everything pretty well drill some putts and fucking find a way to win yep gotta but be on mark this week you have to you have to be on mark third last year um and he's a guy who is i always say this but i just trust him to win like when he's in the mix i just i like his ability to get it done yeah same um other guys in this range uh you got varner day I think you asked me about Day about 17 times this week, so you're going to bet him. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to bet him. I do like him. I think I saw a 66 or something. I actually, I actually saw a 66 that I was considering. Uh, I don't know. Last year, he came into this event in horrible form, and he played very, very well. He's always played really well here. He's one of the best player, one of the best in course history here. Um, I know his stats haven't been that good lately, but his finishes have been. He was He's I, putting. He's put, here's another guy. He, he's working on his iron game, and then his putting goes, and now. That's Putt what we're that's, back. that's who we're thinking of. Um, yeah, so I, his putting is good, and that's what I care about. Like, if there's a place he can win, it's here. I really think if there's anywhere he can win, it's here because you don't have to gain a bunch of approach or ball striking. He can he can gain six putting and just be okay and pretty good everywhere else, and has the course knowledge. The, the, the places that he has been playing well since he sucked are all places where he has good course history. Um, he's been uh, he was wasn't he leading going into the weekend last year? Yeah, he was either leading or one back. We followed him around a little bit. We better match up against him. He just kept fucking making birdies. Yeah, we kept making fun of him, him and him and having vertigo. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, I mean, Memorial. He just found a way, like, found a way to put a good score together. He finished thirty first at Memorial, even though he lost three point five on approach. He gained a lot putting. Um, he's made four straight cuts: fifteenth at Wells, AT and T at the Byron Nelson. He was fifty first, fifty fifth at the PGA, thirty first at Memorial. Um. You know he's having a de- a decent year. I can he win? I don't know, but I can kind of picture it this week a little bit. Fair. Can you? I can picture it. I just if I didn't look at his iron stats, I would have I would have been with you. But I looked at him and it was very very concerning. Like more concerning than it was last year coming into this. Like it was like three times worse. He's consistently losing. Um. Let me look at the memorial break. I want to see what he did. Maybe he got progressively better in the memorial because he did. He did uh, finish very well, um, in terms of his just placement. But did he just not try to qualify for the U.S. Open? 
I guess not. Um, leaderboard. But yeah, Pete Dye, obviously, this Jason Day's Pete Dye guy. Players, Zurich, he almost won. Was shortened. He would have won. Um, here, where else do we play? I know he sucked on Sunday. Never mind. But yeah, he, I just I don't know. Can he win? Probably not. But I think he'd be a good like maybe like a DraftKings pivot or something like that. I don't. I I I am considering betting him depending on what I do with the rest of my card. Like, what if they we don't get more than a Cantley fourteen? What do we do? You're gonna have to take a six seven pack. Right, and if I do that, he could be involved in it. Yep. You don't like Varner? No. He's playing well, dude. He's a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He just is. He's a loser. Completely fair. Completely <laughs> fair. <laughs> I got nothing to say. No comeback there. Um, and then the guy who played extremely well at the U.S. Open, uh, Danny McCarthy, 66. I was looking for guys... Um, because I remember last year we were talking a lot about the guys who played well at the U.S. Open. Happened with Chez, and DJ's like an outlier. He just decided to win that week, so you can't even count that fucking week. That wasn't after the U.S. Open either. Okay, yeah, good. So that was the restart. That was like the second or third event after the restart. So all those were wonky. So yeah, the, so the basically the last two times been after the U.S. Open. Someone it's like a kind of a mid mid level player who played well at the U.S. Open and kind of, but you know wasn't really in deep contention, but played well. So. McCarthy fits that very well. Um, power probably fits it too, and so does I. You know, maybe even Mark. But I, I like that for Denny, but I don't necessarily like him. Often wondered this: What if his name was not Denny, and his name was just <laughs> Craig McCarthy? <laughs> would people be obsessed with him, or Adam McCarthy? Would like would anybody give a fuck about fucking Denny McCarthy if his name wasn't Denny? Do people give a fuck about him? Dude, I feel like I'm all over Twitter. Everybody's like, Denny season. We're betting Denny. Why? Why are we betting Denny? That's that's the question I have for everybody. I think part of it is the Denny, but also I think like just because he's like the best putter in the world. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. He sucks. Remember the one time we actually got on him and he just couldn't make any putts? (laughs) His irons were like the best he's ever been. And I'm like, oh, well, he's definitely going to putt well. And he sucked. What is it, Pebble or something? Um Oh, something gay. It's hard to it's it's hard to to trust. Yeah, hard to trust a guy like that. In order to win, he has to gain like twelve strokes putting. Yeah. So no, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be a no on that. But a couple other guys who fit, fit that same mold who I like a little better. What you got, Damon? I like Damon. It's the first time he's ever been like feeling it. Mm-hmm. And every interview I've watched kind of kind of looked like he liked it. I was going to say the same thing. Like he seems so confident in his interview. But the problem is on Saturday, him and Morikawa got off to such a bad start that nobody was watching him. Everybody was watching Rory and Rom, so they were kind of just playing like it was a normal like Friday round with that he normally plays in. Nobody mm-hmm. watching him. But then, but he was good on Sunday. Who the fuck's gonna be watching him at Travelers? It's true, yeah, I know, but I mean, if he's in, if he's in contention and winning, people are gonna be watching him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is the course I think makes sense for him. Has he done anything here? Damon, Damon. Twentieth uh, in twenty twenty. Didn't play last year. Twentieth is the best finish. That's good. That was a good field too. Um. Yeah, he fits that mold definitely. See what he did statistically last week at the U.S. Open. Joel Damon. He gained eight on approach. Yeah. Fucking missed a three-footer on 18 to win my matchup against uh, Hadwin. They pushed. Wow. So, I mean, that's kind of what he was saying, too. He's like, I just couldn't make putts. He said he, he, said he felt he hit it better than anyone anyone last week. Yeah, he looked definitely looked good early. Um I could bet Damon. Definitely. I think we should bet him. Okay. That's cool. That's, all right. So that's that's basically all I got. Guys, what about the Brendans? Oh, yeah. I like both Brendans, Toddy and Steele. 
Who do you like better? Of course you like Steel. I mean, forgive <laughs> I think Steel has a better chance to finish top 10. Todd has a better chance to win. Okay, fair. Todd was winning that time DJ won. Yep. He you was... Remember uh, those chips he had? Yeah, he left a couple of chips in the rough on the hill. I think that was uh, 12. 13. 12, yeah. Um, that was funny. <laughs> I was just screaming, laughing, waiting for DJ to fucking take over. D- he he had the third. He had a fifty-four hole league. I think he was minus ten, and DJ was minus nine or something. Yeah, he was playing. He was play, played great on the front nine, and he was still leading until uh, that that one hole where he made like a seven. Yeah, and he's been playing pretty well lately too. Overall, I was almost gonna um, not bet him, but fuck around with him at the U.S. Open, but he wasn't in the field. Yeah. But he was playing pretty uh he's been playing really good. 